after the message, we're going to have a communion. And it's been a while that we don't take a communion together. But I, I like to expand on what we talked about. And uh, I did the research about this subject of uh, job interviews recently. And the, the, the most important practical thing that people have to do is to dress appropriately. Uh, because uh, if you don't dress properly for an interview, you're not going to get the job. So that's, that's a, a human interaction. Now, with our interaction with God, we also need to prepare ourselves. Uh, it, it, people think, and some Christians think, that uh, it's okay, we just uh, talk to God, doesn't matter what. And uh, I talk to God anywhere, in my car, uh, uh, in my bedroom, in the washroom, in the kitchen, uh, you know, anywhere I can talk to God. But the important thing is I need to be ready. I need to be prepared. And this preparedness is something that we see in the, in the Bible. The verse that I mentioned in Exodus 34, verse 2, God told Moses, be ready in the morning. So be ready in the morning. So he, he gave him a whole night, a whole day, uh, and said, tomorrow... Uh, be ready and meet me. And I wonder if you had uh, the voice of God telling you, Judy, tomorrow morning, be ready. Get up Mont Royal <laughs> and meet me there. Uh, you know, if, if I listen to something like this, I'm going to get ready. So I'm going to ask forgiveness. I'm going to uh, do anything, make amends. I'm going to be ready to meet, to meet God. And this uh, story of Moses' encounter with God repeats over the Bible. Different men and women had encounters with God. And we need to get ready to encounter God, to meet God. Uh, so the example I gave you about a job interview, it's, it's really so we can think about it. Because if I go to a wedding, and uh, I, I'm going to go to a wedding soon, uh, I, I'm not going to show in t-shirt and shorts. Uh, I could. Uh, but uh, I better not. <laughs> and, and if I'm the groom, I, I better have a nice suit, you know. So, so uh, that, that's the, 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 how we get uh, ready. And, and so we need to look on, uh, into ourselves, our personal life, and think about this. How do I meet God? How, how am I preparing to meet God. So God told Moses to present himself. Uh, he didn't say, you know, uh, bring me something. No, no. Present yourself. So God isn't expecting uh, for us uh, to give him things. God accepts when we give him an offering. God accepts when we honor him. But he doesn't need it. It's, it's like when, when you uh, go to a birthday party and you need to give something to someone who has everything. Makes things very complicated. And, and, and so uh, you, you need to think about it. What am I going to do? This person has everything. What am I going to give? Now God owns everything. 
So God doesn't say, bring me an offering. God says, present yourself. Because you are the offering. We are the offering. And we need to learn this principle of presenting ourselves. Now, in the New Testament, uh, Paul teaches this principle to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15. He says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. So it's not sufficient to present ourselves to God. We present ourselves to God in order to receive approval. And, and that's a form of validation. It's like a, a child that comes to mom or dad and tries to get approval for what he or she does. And, and, uh, and, and so ki little kids will say, hey, dad, hey, mom, look at this. Look at this. This is for you. And you give a flower or something. So they want to receive approval. The worst thing that can happen is that a child brings a flower and, and he's slapped in the face or something. And, and, and so that, that represents a high level of rejection when we seek approval and we are rejected. Now, when we present ourselves to God, we need to present in such a way that we're going to do like Timothy. That's why Paul is saying work hard. And uh, we don't like to work hard, some of us. I, I like to work hard because I was raised like that. But uh, I know some people, they try to do the bare minimum in their job. Uh, you know, enough to <laughs> just barely enough sometimes. But uh, if I'm doing a job, I want to do the best that I can. So my job is approved. Uh, not the job, but myself, I'm approved. Uh, so, so it's important to know these, these principles. Let me go a little bit further. Paul also talking to the church of Rome. He told the Romans in uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you before... Uh, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, and now listen, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. So when we come to church, this is the word. Present yourself holy, acceptable to God. And then it says, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable worship. So when we come to church, we don't attend church. Listen to me. L listen carefully. We shouldn't attend church. Attend implies that you're a spectator. And as a spectator, you can check what's going on. Check if the drummer did the mistake in the beat. If the singer went out of key, if the guitar player played the wrong key, if the preacher says something wrong, and so you can be as a spectator. But if you come to church to present yourself to God, and it talks about the mercies of God, so we expect his mercy, and we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, then we seek to be accepted by God. I want my sacrifice, which is my life, 
to be accepted by God. And then it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So we don't do like the world. It's not our intention. Uh, we can uh, try it, and uh, it's uh, great if we're accepted by people. I mean, we, we all want to be liked and accepted by others. You know, that's why social media is uh, so successful, because uh, I, I know people, they don't have a, a couple of friends, but uh, in, on Facebook they have 2,000 friends. And, and, and so they create this illusion that everybody likes them because, oh, wow, I have 5,000 friends. I, I know some that have 5,000 friends uh, because uh, they accept every Pakistani and, uh, uh, <laughs> and every Indian and every African and every, everyone else. And they, they have thousands and thousands of, of friends. But in real life, they don't have one friend. And so, but uh, social media causes people to think, oh, everybody likes me. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, and then they get upset when person and friend them, people and friend them and unlike them and they do comments about them. But listen, uh, church is not Facebook. Church is different. So we present ourselves before God. And the difference is that God knows everything about you and me. So we need to clean our hearts. And so the, the word also to be transformed, do not be like the word, but be transformed. It's the, it's the word metamorpho, uh, which is also used for metamorphosis. And uh, I've talked about this extensively. And uh, if you've read uh, my book, uh, Power to Win, it's the core of the book. It's metamorphosis or a change, uh, a complete change of, of, uh, of character, of personality that can happen. And so metamorphosis is a complete change. And that's what we need to seek. And it's very important to be prepared to meet uh, God. So uh, let me uh, just share the story that I talked about in my little devotional, which is the story uh, of uh, uh, Korah. Korah was a leader in Israel. He's a descendant of Levi. So he's from the priestly family. And he conspired with uh, other leaders Datham and Abiram, that were sons of Eliab, uh, and they, they wanted Moses' job. By other words, they, they, they were preparing a coup. They, they didn't like the leader and they, because they said, well, we can do a better job than Moses. Uh, who is this Moses? Uh, he's, uh, he has a different culture. He was raised as an Egyptian. So we should lead the people. And so they, they started this rebellion. And uh, at one point, uh, on verse 3 of number 16, it says that they went to Moses and Aaron and said, You have gone too far. Everyone in Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and he is with all of us. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than anyone else among all these people of the Lord? So they want democracy <laughs> or a form of democracy. 
They, in fact, they don't want democracy. They want power. They want to um, get uh, the leadership. And Moses says on verse 16, said to Korah, Come here tomorrow and present yourself before the Lord with all of your followers. So there, there's a bold st statement. And the, the, the challenge is not come here and get people's approval. It's not come here and let's do a vote. Let's cast a vote. No. Let's, let's get here tomorrow and we're going to present before the Lord. And then it says, verse 17, be sure that each of your 250 followers brings an incense burner with incense on it. So you can present yourself before the Lord and burn incense. So what they're doing, it's a ritual and it's the correct ritual. They're presenting an offering before the Lord. Incense is a representation of prayer. Verse 18. So these men came with their incense burners, placed burning coals and incense uh, on them, and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle with Moses and Aaron. Meanwhile, Korah had stirred up the entire community against Moses and Aaron. So it's not just 250. It's like everybody. It's against Moses and Aaron. And they come before uh, the Lord. Uh, on, uh, on verse 20, it's the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, get away from these people so I may instantly destroy them. Verse 25, so Moses got up and rushed rush over to the tents of Dathan and Abiram, followed close, it, close by the Israelite leaders. Quick, he told the people, get away from the tents of these wicked men. Don't touch anything that belonged to them. If you do, you will be destroyed with their sins. So now they had to either trust Moses and what he's saying, or the other folks that are doing uh, you know, their act with the, the incense and, they, you know, doing a big act uh, before the Lord. And uh, I'm not going to read the rest of the story. But what happened is that the earth opened up and swallowed them. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, a sinkhole, which, which is something that happens when the earth swallows everything. I just watched one on TV last week in China. There's this uh, mall uh, parking lot and 250 cars just fall into the sinkhole. And they, they had like surveillance camera and you see the parking lot of the mall just and 250 cars. And I was looking at this. Uh, I, I should have put <laughs> the, the the images so we'll get the idea. It's but it's. It, can you imagine? It's a sinkhole, and all of uh, the followers of Korah, they they just they, they don't even have time to say anything. They just go. So they present themselves before the Lord, and what happens? Uh, Korah dies because he's rejected by God. Not only him, but everybody else. Now Moses is careful enough to tell the people, don't come close, not even to the tents, don't touch anything. Because he, he knew something bad was about to happen. We know this is the Old Testament and uh, in the Old Testament, we see the wrath of God uh, demonstrated in extreme 
situations. And uh, it's not that we see the same thing happening today, but it's a serious thing because God is still the same. He, God is still the same. So here we see uh, uh, the, the Moses and uh, Aaron and all the Israelites are accepted. The other ones are rejected. And this is an image also of what will happen to us spiritually. So we, I want to be accepted by the Lord. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be swollen uh, into a sinkhole. And uh, uh, so we understand uh, how God sees people. I've put this Bible verse here uh, in the message, 1 Samuel 16, 7, because Samuel uh, was commissioned to anoint uh, a king. And, and so he's looking into the appearance and he looks into someone that looks um, amazing, awesome, good looking. Uh, the, the, the body is perfect. And, and, and God tell, tell this, the following to Samuel. He said, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him for the Lord Sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, I don't know if you follow politics, but uh, very rarely uh, you'll see a bald leader. Because people like hair. And so they look uh, if the person has hair. They look if the person is good looking. So uh, I remember our latest elections in Canada. People will tell him, tell me, oh, I don't like Trudeau, but he's so good looking. I'm going to vote for him. And, and, and so it's, it's kind of known that uh, one of the reasons our prime minister is elected is because he has lots of hair and he's good looking. Uh, but why? Because men look into the outward appearance. But God sees something that we cannot see. God is not impressed with your height. God is not impressed with your weight. If you're fit, if you're not fit, God is impressed with your heart. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> of course, if you can be fit, be better for you, all right? So uh, we need to get ready to meet God. That's my message. That's my message. And so uh, if, if we want God's approval, we don't get God's approval by what we do. We get God's approval by who we are. And, and, and that's, that's quite different. That's quite different. That, that, that's why uh, Jesus was uh, one day at the temple with his disciples, and he's teaching them a lesson. And he's seeing people bringing offerings to the temple. And very wealthy people will come, and they throw gold into the, uh, a basket or um, a container, and they bring their offerings. And, and in the midst of all this, there's this woman that has two pennies, the equivalent of the, the two smallest coins there is. And she gives the two pennies. And Jesus asks the disciples uh, about this offering. And he tells them, this woman 
gave more than everybody else. Because it's not about the amount, but the attitude. Because he knew she gave all. She gave all. It's like if a, if a millionaire, millionaire gives a, a million dollars to the Red Cross, but he has a billion in the bank, and if you give a hundred dollars to the Red Cross, who gave more? You see, it's proportional. But it's not the amount that Jesus is talking about. It's the attitude. He's saying she gave full-hearted and she gave it all. She, she, after she leaves the temple, she has zero in terms of human accounting. But in terms of God, she was approved and many others were rejected. See, the offering of Abel and Cain shows also the level of acceptance of God. Abel was, uh, gave an offering that was accepted. Cain was rejected. And that caused contention between the two. And also today, when you're accepted by God, you'll be attacked. People will try to kill you spiritually. If you do something good... It, it, you, and you're attacked, it's the normal course of things. So you need to be ready to receive cert, a certain level of opposition. But none of that matters. What matters is that we need to be ready to meet God. So I would like to invite you to stand. And I, I want to challenge you to do something very simple. Very simple. It's to do a prayer. And the prayer that I want to challenge you to do, it's the prayer that David did in the book of Psalms. I didn't wrote it here, but David said, search me, God. See if there is any evil way in me and lead me into the right path. So by other words, he's saying, God, I don't know if I'm doing things right. I think I am, but I'm, I'm asking you, Lord, search me. And, and if I'm going through the wrong way, show me the right one. It's a very simple prayer, but it's the prayer that God listens to. You know, God listens to any prayer. God listens to prayers of people that have no relationship with him. God listens to prayers of pagans. God listens to prayers of Muslims. God listens to the prayers of Jewish people, of Christian people, of atheists. Atheists pray too. When they're in trouble, they pray. So God listens to all the prayers. This is what we need to think of. Some people are so presumptuous that they think God only listens to Christians. Oh, God doesn't listen to the prayer of uh, 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 those prayers. God listens. The question is, does God accept you? And the way of being accepted by God is by the removal, the washing away of our sin. And only one thing can wash away our sin.
It's the blood of Jesus. So when the Buddhist is praying to Buddha or whatever God, God is listening to that prayer. God was listening to uh, Korah and to those prayers. The thing is God is, gets so mad that he rejects to the point of death. So I, I don't want that to happen with anyone here. <laughs> I don't want that to happen with me. So my challenge to you is to do this simple prayer. It's, it's the most basic prayer, which is, God, I repent, forgive me, cleanse me, and show me where I should walk. Show me the way. Can you do this prayer? If you can, I'll do this prayer on your behalf. And you just agree in your spirit uh, if, if you want to. And I want to challenge you when we leave this place or when we stop watching this video to do something very simple. Just say, God, reveal yourself to me and show me how should I present Myself And God, very often, if you read scripture, very often it gives a day. It's like tomorrow, get ready to meet God. Tomorrow, get ready to meet God. There's this parable. Jesus is talking about this rich man that says, I'm going to build uh, bigger vats and bigger containers for all my wealth. And Jesus said, fool, because tomorrow... Your life will be requested. So it's not that uh, things happen instantaneously. Very often, through the Bible, tomorrow is the day. And tomorrow, it's a short period. It's a, a period of reflection. It's a 24-hour period or less than that. It's like in the morning, get ready to meet me. Tomorrow, your life will be, be taken. And, and so there's usually a time of preparation. And I want to give you this time in Jesus' name. You don't know your tomorrow. But if tomorrow your life will be requested, how will you present yourself before the Lord? And I'm, not, I'm not saying just for prayer. But imagine, God willing, we'll all be alive tomorrow. But we don't know what will happen when we leave this place. We don't know what can happen. And so when my life is taken... My soul, my spirit will be before the Lord. Will I be accepted? If I have Jesus, I'm 100% sure. If I don't have him, I have doubts. That's why the world says, oh, we don't never, nobody knows what happens after we die. I know. We know. We're going to meet God. Will you be accepted? So God, I pray this prayer on behalf of every person here and those watching also this message online. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you'll forgive our sin, that you'll wash away our sin by the power of the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we want to be accepted by you. We want to uh, be sure, be completely 100% sure that we are accepted. And I pray this prayer also, Lord, that you'll search our heart, search our ways. And if there's anything wrong, 
Lord, we want to correct it and show us the right way. Show us the right path for our life. In Jesus' name, the, what we want is to be accepted by you. So we want to be ready. And we lay aside any hindrance, anything, God, that is not acceptable to you, Lord. And we just... Uh, ask you humbly that you'll show us what to do and how to walk with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.